Trev and Ben Shite-Sized Chunks. We've discussed on the live show, Ben, several times your job and what you have to do. You have to deal a lot with important things. Yeah. Have you ever really made a big mistake at work? Oh, regularly. Right, well, what's the biggest mistake you've ever made at work without getting yourself into trouble, obviously? One of the biggest, sort of dumbest things I've done wasn't actually at my current job. It was at a previous job. Okay, well, that's all right. Uh, yeah, I was um, given a, a temporary job just to quickly paint a, a room for uh, my local pub, actually. They wanted me to paint a room. That seems that's easy enough. Yeah, I was left some instructions. Didn't bother reading all of the instructions, of course. <laughs> no, you don't need to. I ended up painting the colour that was supposed to go on the walls on the ceiling and the ceiling on the walls. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. That's not a good move. No, they weren't impressed. <laughs> Did they have to pay out for more paint? No, I, I got away with it. You got away with it. Well, that's the main thing. I once did a little bit of painting and decorating for about four days. And I think they realised pretty quickly <laughs> I wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, they um, they basically made me a uh, polyfiller man. I just had to go around filling in the holes in the end. <laughs> and then eventually they just sort of went, Trevor, we've got loads of stuff that need lifting. You can do that. Oh. I, I thought it was a little bit harsh because I thought, yeah, I painted one wall. It looked all right to me. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't up to their standards. <laughs> I don't know. I think the worst thing I did at work, I was working at a radio station once and uh, uh, I had to go and uh, do some patching in the sort of main control room. I had to patch through to the studio I was in the phone unit so we could do a phone interview. And I went and did that. I did that. I th- I'd done it loads of times, put the two leads in the two holes job done i'm walking back down the corridor whistling you know and there's a panic going on around me people running down the corridor we're off air we're off air <laughs> i'd overpatched the uh, the on-air studio and not the studio i was meant to oh, in. you were popular um but we were only off air for about 30 seconds i believe the listenership went up now the art and the the best bit of, of cocking up at work the real yeah. art to it is when you can cover your tracks so that's when you get good at cocking up. Yes, always. I was told once by someone I worked with, uh, keep a, she called it her CYA folder. What's that? Cover your ass. <laughs> See, that example you gave there, you should have you should have been first back in there and said, look, who's done this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember just thinking, now it's odd that we've gone off air when I've just done something <laughs> in the main room. So I sort of spun round, followed the running hordes, <laughs> and uh, realised that and, and of course everyone knew it was me did they? yeah because I was the only one that really had permission to go and do that apart from the main engineer so so I mean it wasn't going to be the main engineer was it? oh no it's hard to get out of that one then luckily because we were only off air briefly and I was quite young I'd got away with it I didn't get into trouble anyway because I admitted it I said that's my fault I'm sorry about that so I, yeah I got away with it <laughs> But I, I do hate fucking up at work. I and, and even when it's not my fault, you know when things are just going badly at work? I had a terrible day once at work where uh, I was uh, in the studio and I was engineering a very important session, big clients, right? It was Coca-Cola. Uh, and uh, we were doing a link up to a, I think it was Coca-Cola Island we were doing a thing for. And um, we had the, uh, the voiceovers come to my studio and we were just linking up uh, to another studio and they were going to record it all their end all of that and uh, we'd done a test on the friday it was really early on a monday morning so we did a test on the friday it all worked it was all wonderful i turned up on the monday morning nobody had told me that our radio station was doing a live ob that morning ob being and, outside broadcast yeah and all the lines were tied up 
So the voiceovers arrived. We can connect to the studio in Ireland. They've got the bosses of Coca-Cola sitting there. Oh, dear. And I'm running around. I'm phoning up the producer who's down wherever they're doing this fucking OB. I'm going, look, can you just clear the lines? Can you can you use an alternative method? Can we sort it out? Now, well, we can't do anything for about half an hour. And I was like, oh, God. And I remember just sitting in this, this main control room where all the patch leads are, all that, just thinking, I've got to go back in and find a way around this without you know without people going mental so i had to go in take to the two voiceovers that were there uh we're trying to sort it out there's obviously technical issues didn't tell them it was like a fuck up no you know it's technical issues uh then phone the studio in ireland and they're telling them that oh there, there are certain issues we're trying to overcome them oh it was just awful and i couldn't get it was about an hour before we could sort it out and they'd only booked these voiceovers for an hour mm. so they had to then pay the voiceovers for another hour <laughs> so i couldn't charge them anything for using our facilities that I, I just but it wasn't it wasn't the money that was the problem it was just the fact that i felt so awful and yet it was nothing it wasn't my fault it, it was nothing i could do you often hear that on the radio when you're listening to it when it all starts going wrong and they'll yeah. come back on there and say sorry we seem to be having some technical issues there are gremlins in the system at the moment and you just think someone's fucked up here. someone's fucked up someone's yeah. done something someone's double have. booked a line or something yeah <laughs> i remember once we had um do you know the model linda evangelista uh yes uh, yeah, I think she, I mean, I don't know if she's so big now. Back in the day, she was like the big supermodel mm. or one of them. I think she's the one who famously said she wouldn't get out of bed for less than 20 grand or something like that. Oh, her, yeah. I think that was her. And I'm sure there was something about her hair, something that that, that we, basically, she was at our studios and, and there was a whole bunch of interviews that she was going to be doing throughout the day. And we went live to BBC Radio 4's uh, woman's hour which is you know, it was a big deal yeah uh, and they'd all been briefed beforehand by her entourage do not ask about the hair whatever that question i can't remember what the deal was about the hair something about the hair anyway they asked the question right and i'm just t-boy then so i'm in the again i'm down in the master control room i'm dialing up the lines making sure they're all connected i, I can hear it all because i'm having to monitor it and then uh, they ask again but the forbidden question yeah, twice they asked. And I just got a... There's like a little talkback unit in these rooms that link to the studios. I just got a... They, they pressed the button and just went, drop the line. <gasps> he said, we're live on Radio 4, for fuck's sake. <laughs> drop the line, Trev. And I just had to go, end. And you just... Oh! Because <laughs> you know that on the other end, you go, well, we seem to have lost the line. <laughs> the fact that I've had to drop it because they're asking about her hair. What's wrong with that? Oh, dear. Nothing wrong with that. Anyway, the reason I want to talk about people fucking up at work is because I do enjoy it when other people fuck up at work. Mm. Um, particularly councils. We talked about it on the show the other day, didn't we, about the crocuses yeah. uh, in cells being mowed to bits. Uh, that was a mistake. I love it when councils fuck up, like uh, Bridge End County Borough Council. They've put a lovely bench up, a lovely bench just on a spot where you can look out over the sea. What a spot, you know, to sit and have your lunch. Lovely. Look at the sea, look at the waves crashing against them. They put it the wrong way around. No. They put it the wrong way around. The, the workmen turned up and they put it in back to front. So now so you can sit with your back to the sea. You can sit with your back to the sea looking at the main fucking road. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody idiots. So all you can see is that a, a hotel and a main road. <laughs> no, 
or you're just going to get a crick in the neck. Oh, no, it's a lovely view, isn't it? Lovely view. Have they fixed it or are they going to leave uh, it? I think they are going to fix it, but they haven't fixed it as yet. Brilliant. But my favourite recently, though, was um, uh, the Salford City Council, because they've been renaming a couple of roads. They decided to uh, celebrate the local connection to suffragette leader Emmeline Pankhurst, and then they were also going to have another road for her daughter, Christabel. Okay. Okay, so they were going to have uh, Pankhurst Close and Christabel Walk. Very nice. Easy enough. Yeah. They've managed to get them both wrong. <laughs> Parkhurst Close and Crisable Walk. <laughs> I don't know how they managed to get both of them wrong. Crisable, I like. Crisable. That's Crisable Walk. Uh, of course, they've got to change them now. I mean, I can understand maybe getting one wrong. Yeah. Two, that's a bit much, isn't it? <laughs> but what a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Who's proofreading these things? I don't know who's proofreading it, but you'll be damn sure it'll be us paying for it. Of course it will be. Of course it will. I love it when it happens on road signs. You know when uh, people paint words on the roads, like school. Yeah. Slow. There's so many where those go wrong. I know. School is my (laughs) favourite. That seems to come up a lot. Surely when they're doing it, they can see that it's wrong. Yeah, I quite like the ones when you see them when they say sot pee. Instead, yes instead of stop and also like um i think i've seen the one where they go slow but the w's the wrong way around yeah you get slom <laughs> i mean i don't understand i mean like i say we all we all have bad days at work mm. but if your job is to paint four letters <laughs> on a road and you're getting one of them wrong you might be in the wrong job <laughs> you might need to look elsewhere it was also one of my favorite things was uh, there's a church in uh, in america the beauty hill baptist church and you know there's big signs there outside the church in america yeah with the wages of sin is death and all that stuff the one i love uh, that i read recently god does not make mistakes fair enough you think hmm how do you think uh, they spelt mistakes? Oh, no. Miss steaks, as in mm, steak and chips. <sighs> what is wrong with these people? Now, was that ironic? I don't think so. No, I think it was a genuine typo. Or, well, it's not even a typo, is it? Someone actually putting the letters up. It was like a couple of weeks ago on the main show, you told me about that church that had announced Chris has risen for Easter. Yes, that's right. Yes, <laughs> Chris has risen. There was also a newspaper recently that had... There was a local newspaper somewhere, and they had to apologise because on their front page the week before... You know that we all get a local newspaper through the door? Uh, I think here we'll get the Croydon Guardian. Mm. Uh, to be honest with you, it goes straight in the recycle bin, never read it. <laughs> uh, most of it is about new beds. Ah. Do you, do, you ever, do you ever open up the Croydon Guardian, the local newspaper? No, I don't bother. Uh, <laughs> there's very little news in it. Uh, there's generally about a 60-page thing about Benson's beds in the middle. <laughs> And then property. Do you think, well, there's no news here. You're just sending me beds and houses. But anyway, one local uh, newspaper, they spelt news wrong, put two S's on the end. Uh, they, the following week, they made an apology. They said, we, we, we call other people into account when they've made mistakes. We're no different. We apologise for getting that wrong. That's bad, though, isn't it? Uh, if you can't spell your own <laughs> headline. What I love most about spelling mistakes, though, and I don't know how this all works, so it may not be anyone's fault, but you know when you watch uh, anything with subtitles? Do you ever do that? I love watching things with subtitles yeah especially the uh, live tv live news subtitles that's a, oh, that's always a gamble there was a great one on the the bbc where they were talking about the chinese new year and they were welcoming viewers into the year of the horse <laughs> and oh, it dear. said welcome to the year of the whores <laughs> oh people around the globe celebrate now i don't know how these things work whether it's some sort of voice recognition i don't know how it works mind you i quite enjoy the year of the whores i would 
More than the horse. <laughs> I always like it with the live subtitles because obviously there has to be some delay because it can't be because it's live yes. telly. Yeah. I always like it how when it's on the news, if the story changes, they can be showing you two very conflicting things. Yes. So yes. it could be a lovely picture of a nursery or something <laughs> jolly going on with this terrible grisly murder story that's trying to catch up with the pictures. Yeah. And sometimes you wait ages for the subtitles to come up, don't you? The, yeah. It really is stuck. I love watching it with football commentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the, the go- goal comes about two minutes after there's been a goal. <laughs> I don't know why you need to really have subtitles on commentary. They've all got names on their shirts now. Yeah, you would don't need it, do you? No. I suppose maybe you need it for the uh, the expert analysis. You know, like when you've got you know Martin Keown, Mark Lawrenson, and Robbie Savage in a studio, they're talking about a game. Um, I mean, one of my favourites that I, I saw was um, they were talking about Manchester United, and I had the subtitles on, and they were talking about Hernandez, mm-hmm. Van Persie, Rooney, Juan Mata, and then you know the Manchester United player Adnan Yanazai. Uh, well, I couldn't spell it, but yeah, I do know who you're talking well, about. Well, that came up on the subtitles as uh, Janet Jazz Jazz Jam. <laughs> I mean, it's nowhere near, is it? Now, if <laughs> if they had any sense of humour at all, they would have commissioned his shirt for next week to have Jazz Jazz Jam on the back. Of course they would have done. <laughs> of course they would have done. I did also see one once where they um, they referenced uh, Silvio Berlusconi as Beryl Beryl. I mean, that's not even close. No, it's, it's, that's closer to Bunga Bunga. <laughs> I've also looked up some of these uh, because I've just gone through a couple that I remember. But there was a, a wonderful one on uh, BBC Breakfast where the subtitles said, uh, Today, 500 actors are set to be killed. Oh. Yeah, they meant badgers. <laughs> and there was also one, uh, basically, because again, this is what I mean about voice recognition. There was, a, I think it was a game show. There was a man on there saying um, he's got two lovely little boys, Oliver, who's 11, and uh, Fraze Hoare, who oh. is uh, who is ten, and uh, people were sort of tweeting at the time. What a ridiculous name, Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, not Fraze Hoare. Fraze Hoare. I mean, how's that coming out like that? I don't get that at all. That's just ridiculous. Maybe that's how all these celebrities come up with their children's names. Do you think that's it? They put them into some sort of subtitle generator. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Ed Miliband, this is my favourite. Ed Miliband uh, famously was known as the Ed Miller Band <laughs> uh, during one of the BBC election broadcasts. <laughs> I love it. And that's it for Size Size Chunks this week. Don't forget to get in touch with us anytime on Twitter at Trevor and Ben. And join us for the live show every Sunday morning, 9 to 11 on CroydonRadio.com. Trevor and Ben's Shite Size Chunks. <laughs>